Well, this is something that you might not expect. For the first time ever on this podcast, we're going to be doing a No One's Ready for Wrestling bonus. Like, think of it as an extra. But this time, I want to cover a big story that has been on my mind. I wanted to just talk about it ever since Saturday when uh, I went to the Wildcat show, which I will discuss Wildcat on the next episode. But this is your No One's Ready for Wrestling bonus. We're going to be talking about Bray Wyatt. Because he was all over the news that Saturday. The moment I posted the episode, and I'm just like, what? But this is a big story. I want to give my thoughts on it. But uh, I think this is going to be a short, like, bonus. It's probably going to be long. Like, the moment I say short, it's going to be long. But um, it's a really... It's really something that I want to talk about, give my thoughts, and um, we'll go over the details and what my favorite moment of uh, Bray Wyatt's career in WWE is, and some of the worst booking that he's ever had, and just, we're going to dive into it. So grab your popcorn, guys, because I have a lot to say. But before we do that, make sure you guys follow me on social media. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, Shino D Phoenix. I do live tweet for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and other wrestling uh, shows. And I usually do my shoutouts by any chance. So that's one. And I also use it to promote my Twitch. Speaking of which, um, make sure you guys follow me on Twitch, Shino Phoenix. I do like streaming video games, and it's a habit. Like, and I like to make new friends and build up my community down there. That way people can uh, see what I'm capable of. And uh, just, I like to meet new friends and chat while I play video games. You guys can follow me on Instagram, CoolManSip, that's CYP by the way. And um, you can see the personal stuff that I do. And you get to see who I really am. That's that. And for... Facebook users, make sure you like the Facebook page. No one's ready for wrestling. That way you can stay up to date on uh, what goes on in the world of pro wrestling, even if you've lost your interest. But that's that. Let's get right into it. Let's talk Bray Wyatt for a bit. On Saturday, July 31st, Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE. A release that shocked like, some people say it's not a surprise. Some people said it's surprising. But to me, it's very surprising. Now, Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE. And the statement is that WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all his in his future endeavors. Now, Wyatt, real name, I, if I pronounce his first name wrong, I apologize. When him Rotunda first signed with the company under their developmental system in 2009 and debuted on TV during the first incarnation of NXT as Husky Harris. He was later moved to the main roster as part of a Nexus faction and then sent back to development. In 2012, he was repackaged as Bray Wyatt, a character that was inspired by uh, WWE star Waylon Mercy, and he took off the on the main roster with plans to get him him a um 
to get a megastar push. However, he ended up getting stop, starting stop pushes, and many would argue that he never reached his potential because he was stifled by the creative direction. Why it was repackaged again in 2019 when uh, the Firefly Funhouse was introduced, but again, the starting stop pushes and time away from the ring stifled his push. Why it was last seen at WrestleMania where he lost to Randy Orton, which I will get my thoughts on that, and who was broken away from Alexa Bliss, who is now a spinoff of the Wyatt character. And I will give my take on Alexa Bliss later, because she actually reacted to the news of uh, Bray Wyatt's release. But what could be the reason why Bray Wyatt was cut, apparently? Well, according to Meltzer, he reported, now get this, and this is the typical fucking excuse. Like, I literally went on a on a rant when I talked about the release of Braun Strowman, when I talked about the release of Aleister Black, uh, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Like, the reason is due to budget cuts. And they were preparing to... And, like, he was preparing to return in August. Like, in August. Now, I don't buy into these budget cut rumors when they're making a lot of fucking money in that company. You do, you don't need to fucking cut Bray Wyatt just because of budget cuts. And I don't buy it. I seriously don't buy it. And I, I don't fuck around with that excuse. That is full of shit. That's full of shit. There is no reason to think that budget cuts is a reason. There has to be something behind the scenes where he was creatively frustrated or... Maybe people speculated that he had, that it's his mental health. Maybe it's because he wanted out. Th that's probably the reason why. And this is a, now Fightful, like we're going to talk about this because the locker room doesn't believe that the uh, budget cuts is the reason why he was let go. Now Fightful, they reported that although the talent was told that budget cuts is the reason for why it's released, Many don't believe that, and that almost nobody believes the reason being given. Like, and I'm with them. I don't think budget cuts is the reason, because they, they already released their quarter two conference, which they're doing, like, they're making a lot of money. And it's like you're just handing this guy over in a silver platter. And, like, I don't buy into the budget cut rumors. I, I don't think it's that. I feel like they just had no use for the guy. They had no use for him. Like, I, I don't buy into the bullshit. And it's sad because Bray Wyatt was recently cleared, and they were going to get him ready for an in-ring return. And then they cut him. And he was in grave shape. Now, Meltzer reported that he had just been medically cleared to make an in-ring return. Now, he said, and I quote, he was advertised for a couple of shows, so he had been out for medical reasons, and he had just gotten cleared. And I guess when he got cleared, they evaluated the situation, and he was told that due to budgetary reasons that he was cut, the basic gist is that he's another high-contract guy. Whatever... Whether 
it's because it's concerns over the medical reasons is the real reason or they could not come up with any any idea to justify his salary i don't know which of that it is but you know that's the basic deal with him now like i said why it well not what i said but why it is under a 90-day non-compete clause okay a 90-day non-compete clause and we'll discuss where he might end up if he returns to pro wrestling but what if Bray Wyatt might have foreshadowed his uh release and somebody on Twitter actually posted a clip from uh the final Firefly Funhouse segment now it seems to tease changes to Bray Wyatt's character but some see it as a hint that he was foreshadowing his exit from WWE. Now the clip below is from the night after WrestleMania and it starts out with him kissing Rambling Rabbit. He then says no matter what has happened lately, we still have each other. We will always have each other. As a matter of fact, I feel great. I think this could be a brand new start for all of us here. A new season, new friends, and a new brand for me. I feel reborn. Wyatt ended the segment by simply saying, see ya, and waving the camera. Now, the Twitter account that retweeted the clip notes that it seemed like Wyatt was foreshadowing his release, and which Bray Wyatt actually liked the tweet. And Bray Wyatt actually responded just with a circle emoji. And I think he even knew himself. Like, man, like, I thought they were going to fix, like, change up his character and all that, but, man, did they drop the ball with him. But, but let's go back, before we get into the reactions, let's go back to my memories with Bray Wyatt. When he debuted with Luke Harper, Brody Lee, God rest his soul, and Eric Rowan, like, on the main roster, they were really good. They were really good. Like, the only, I remember... The first feud was with Kane. That's when I first heard of the Wyatt family. And I'm like, they are so good. They are so good. And then the storyline, the feud with Daniel Bryan, which was just out of this world, out of this world, fantastic. It was some of the best storyline. No, best. Like, that was one of the best feuds, in my honest opinion. Like, you have Bray Wyatt controlling Daniel Bryan, and he joins the Wyatt family, like, which I thought was really great. And let's and we go back to when it was a steel cage match, right? And one of the best moments in Raw, Daniel Bryan sheds the skin of the Wyatt family, and that crowd just just blew up every missile drop kicks and he had the crowd at attention yes 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 and hits the busaku knee on bray wyatt still just i still have goosebumps man just thinking about that segment then we had daniel bryan versus bray wyatt at the royal rumble in uh 2014 and it was a really great match. And Bray Wyatt won. And then he hit a brick wall. 
a brick wall by the name of John Cena. And that's where his start and stop pushes literally took a toll right there at WrestleMania 30. Honestly, he should have won at WrestleMania 30. But they gave it to John Cena, which I think was a big mistake. Like, in another memory I had, possibly when he was moved to SmackDown, I felt like he was doing the best work. Like, let's forget, let's not forget that Elimination Chamber match on the SmackDown side uh, when Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship. That was a really great moment for me. Because I was very happy to see Bray Wyatt get his big coronation. He deserved it. And I also liked the storyline with Randy Orton, but the match at WrestleMania was fucking disappointing as hell. Like, it would have been better if you added Luke Harper because he knew something was up with, uh, with uh, Randy Orton, even though Luke Harper had his own creative frustrations in that company. But, like, it would have been so much better. Now, we're back to square one. Bray Wyatt's no longer the WWE champion. Let's cut to WrestleMania 34, where he returned to help broken Matt Hardy win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And they were a team, the leader of worlds, they won the tag team championships. They lost the tag team championship to the B team. Yeah, that B team. And it's just... It was embarrassing. Matt Hardy left. We got Bray Wyatt being repackaged with the Firefly Funhouse. And The Fiend, which... Look, the, the debut of The Fiend was great. It was great. And don't even get me started... On how they dropped the ball with the fiend, it's like they did not know they didn't know what to do with the guy. Like you're giving him all these ideas, like he's giving you all these ideas, and you just don't know what to do with him. And I think that's one of the big problems that WWE has right now. There's some people that they have, they don't know what the fuck to do with half of these people in this company, and that's why it's a sinking ship. That's why people are losing interest in WWE. That's why people have jumped ship to AEW or other wrestling alternatives. Literally. And it's it's just sad to see that. But we go to Hell in a Cell. One of the absolute worst endings. Like, I don't even want to relive this, but I have no choice. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. In the main event, Inside Hell in a Cell. That day, WWE took a big steaming shit on the fans. They they literally stick the middle finger to the fans. And it, it, it was too early for Bray. You could have picked somebody else other than uh, The Fiend. But you immediately rushed into it. And you just tarnished Hell in a Cell. And it's literally at a point where I just say, I don't want them to do another Hell in a Cell pay-per-view ever again. Like, they tarnished that. And yes, Bray, The Fiend got the, the Universal Championship in Saudi Arabia. And he hit another brick wall. He hit another brick wall in the form of Goldberg. And I'm just thinking to myself, why the hell would you have The Fiend, who was their hottest act, lose to fucking Goldberg? And it is just, they wanted to push their little fucking agenda with 
battle of the spears between Roman Reigns, who they were trying to push as a, as a babyface at the time, which it was not going to work. The crowd is not stupid. It's like WWE treats their fans like idiots. We're not stupid. We know what's right and what's wrong. But Roman pulled out of WrestleMania 36, not just because of COVID, not just because of COVID. He wanted to be with his family since his wife was uh, given birth, if I'm correct. And you have Braun Strowman as the replacement. Now the Fiend, feuding with Randy Orton, he can't. He comes back, okay? Like after John Cena, he beats John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse match, which I thought was entertaining. I thought it was entertaining. Like, it was, it's like you were on a drug trip, but it was still entertaining to watch. Now, The Fiend wins the Universal Championship. He loses the Universal Championship to Roman Reigns. He's feuding with Randy Orton. And we had the Inferno match, which I thought they did a really good job with the Inferno match in the Thunderdome. And, they, and I'm using this in air quotes. They quote-unquote set him on fire. After the match, Randy set him on fire. Then he comes back, burnt alive, because Alexa Bliss summoned him back. And we get to WrestleMania where he loses to Randy Orton. And that's that. Bray Wyatt, like, I feel like is one of those guys where he is a genius. He's incredibly talented. But WWE... The people behind the scenes, they don't know what the fuck to do with Bray Wyatt. And if you don't know what you're doing with somebody that has a creative mind, you're failing. And you're pretty much admitting defeat. That's what you're doing. And now wherever Bray goes, like I know people say, oh, he should join the Dark Order. He should be the new leader of the uh, Dark Order to... Like, and it would be nice get the Dark Order back on track. Like, and he would do it in homage to Brody Lee. I think that would be a nice thing. It would be a nice thing for him to do. What if he wants to stay and be with uh, his family? Because JoJo is another name that they quietly let go in April. I mean, that's another name that was cut from WWE. But, uh, like, I would not mind Bray Wyatt going to AEW, rebuilding the Dark Order. But, I mean, that would be nice. But AEW has to tread lightly. Because I know they got a lot of former WWE employees. But I know they're going to shed that WWE out of their level. But, they, like I said, they just need to tread lightly and focus on building their their the talent that people have never heard of. But enough about that. I mean, it would be nice to see Bray Wyatt work with uh, the Dark Order to pay homage to Brody Lee. I think that would be nice. Either that or he wants to stay and be a family man. Like, we don't know what the future holds for Bray, but it's just sad to see how this company did not know how to utilize a guy like Bray Wyatt. And that and that really that was really aggravating. That really aggravated me. And it, it's just sad. 
it's sad to see something like this. It really is. They fucked up. Now, how did people react? Let's start with Alexa Bliss. Let's start with Alexa Bliss. Now, Alexa Bliss, um, she took to Twitter to react to the news that Bray Wyatt was let go. Uh, she tweeted, I'm really at a loss for words. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Juan Winham for, um, everything you've done for this company. The most fun I've had is working with you. Such an amazing talent and the most kind person. I'm just in shock. Now, I've seen people, I've seen people on social media, dumb-brained idiots, blaming Alexa Bliss, blaming Alexa Bliss for Bray Wyatt being let go. So much so, so that Alexa had to, like, private her Twitter account because of the abuse that she was getting by the fans. And to all those idiots, I say these words. Shut the fuck up. Stop pointing the finger at Alexa Bliss. You should be pointing the finger at Vince McMahon and the creative team because they're the ones to blame, not Alexa Bliss. If you're one of those people who are blaming Alexa Bliss and then you decide to delete your Twitter account out of shame and out of embarrassment, you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a coward. Literally, stop pointing the finger at Alexa Bliss. She has done nothing wrong. She's done nothing wrong to deserve this blame. You should, like I said, you should be pointing the finger of blame at Vince, Bruce, and the people in the back who have no idea what the fuck to do with Bray Wyatt. You should be pointing the finger at them. Why not point the finger, why point the finger at Alexa? Why point the finger at her? Huh? She did nothing wrong. That's one of her friends. She said that was the most fun I ever had working with Bray. And you guys want to just go on Twitter and just bash Alexa Bliss for a ruining Bray's career. Shut the fuck up. And fuck you for that. Because they are human too. Have you thought about that? Stop hiding behind a keyboard and look at them as human beings. Man, fans these days make me fucking sick. It embarrasses me to be a wrestling fan when you when you have people doing shit like that. When you have people doing shit like that, it embarrasses me. I'm a guy who is critical on what I watch. Am I a fan of the Alexa Bliss stuff that they're doing right now? I'm not. But if this is her idea, then let her run through with it. Like, if she is having fun with this character, by all means. Like, I'm not a fan of the Lily stuff, but in her feuding with Eva Marie, because that's where it's heading to, I feel like they don't even know what to do with Alexa Bliss either. But seriously, stop pointing the finger at Alexa Bliss. She has done nothing to deserve this. She's done nothing wrong. You should be pointing the finger at Vince. You should be pointing the finger at Nick Khan, because Nick Khan is the one who runs through all the people who got let go this year. You should be pointing the finger at Nick Khan. Because this guy's a fucking idiot. He's a shill. But he does not give a shit. He does not give a shit. 
And I want to bring up Mickey James' tweet because I think she said it best. She said it best, in my honest opinion. She ripped into WWE. This is what she tweeted out. I think what you meant to say was, thank you so much for coming up with such an incredible gimmick time and time again. Once so cool and over, we really didn't know how to book it right, so we just gave it to someone else so we can still make all the money off of it and let you go. Now, by someone else, she mentioned Alexa Bliss, but she followed her up her tweet by saying, this isn't against Alexa. I love her. She's an incredible performer who is killing it in the role she was given. She always does. We as artists take every role we're given and turn it into gold. He, she, they both did that. Like it or not, facts are facts. So sorry if that offends you. Now, while Mickie James may be one of the few to say something like this publicly, there are many who will probably say the same thing. Wyatt has a lot of friends in WWE and was praised for the work he did to help others out backstage. Wyatt had a lot of input, but many of his ideas were filtered out by creative and never made it to WWE. Like, it's just embarrassing. Like, and Mickey James was spot on on that tweet. And she was right. But that doesn't mean that she's bashing Alexa Bliss. She even said it herself. This isn't against Alexa. They just felt like they did not know what to do with Bray Wyatt, and that's exactly what they did. Matt Hardy, he reacted to the tweet by him hugging Bray at WrestleMania 34. I was there. Braun Strowman said, brother, I'm waiting. So we don't know where, like I said, I don't know where his future holds in, uh, in pro wrestling. But this is a harsh lesson to anybody that is in WWE right now. You're not safe. You're not safe. No matter how successful you are, no matter how high up on the card you are, no matter if you're getting a push or you're just not doing anything, you're not safe because you could be next in the chopping block because they don't care about you. They don't see you for what you could bring to WWE. They only see you as a number. They don't see you as somebody that can move the needle. You're just another person. That is not how this company should be run. Now, Fightful stated that nearly 20 people in WWE reached out to say that they were very frustrated in WWE and that some of the veteran talents, quote-unquote, don't feel like their jobs are safe any longer. Now, there's always been a rotation with talent in WWE, but what's different about this year is that more upper-card names are being let go. The budget cut reasons being given is accurate as they want to get their payroll under control. Now, several names were given bigger contracts a couple years ago because Vince McMahon wanted to keep wrestlers away from AEW, and that was the problem. You wanted to give them big money knowing that you screwed up the pooch, and you had no choice but to let them go. Like... I, I don't give a shit if it's budget cuts. You drop the ball with them. This is just you on your hands and knees begging them. Please don't go to AEW. I pro and making these false promises. I promise we'll push you. I'll promise we'll uh make you a top star. Like th that's Vince McMahon in a nutshell. That was the mindset. 
Now, the mindset now appears to be worrying about keeping costs down and worrying less about people making the jump to the competition. Now, the morale, and look, I don't care what Seamus says. I like Seamus, but he says it's still the same. Like, it's still good. It's not good. The morale dropped as soon as Bray Wyatt was let go. As soon as Bray Wyatt was let go, and it impacted them big time. And do you know who was not up who was not happy about Bray Wyatt being let go? Their TV partners were not happy about Bray Wyatt being let go. NBC Universal and Fox. This is from Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast. They well he tweeted that the TV networks are frustrated with Wyatt being released. And one source told him that Bray's re- re- release is really disappointing. And a little scary that top stars are being let go. See, even the people at Fox and NBC Universal know that it was a dumb, boneheaded move. And it's just like I said. It's like I said. It doesn't matter if you're at the top of the card. It doesn't matter if you're fucking successful. It doesn't matter if you're getting a push. It doesn't matter if they offered you big money contracts. And the same goes for anyone in NXT. It doesn't matter if Vince sees you as a top guy and then they give up on you. They don't... Vince does not view you as somebody who can move the needle. Vince McMahon sees these younger talents not as a number. Because sooner or later, you're going to be next. Who's next? Who's going to be next on the chopping block? Hell... Vince McMahon said, oh, I don't see AEW as competition. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can worry about your stock, but you need to worry about your fucking show that is dying from within. And you're having people migrate to another wrestling promotion. Like, you're having fans literally say, I've had enough of watching WWE. Like, and I know there's some people who don't watch WWE. I watch this because I have to cover this show, and I'll have to give you the ups and downs on the show. That way you guys can stay up to date. And it's just so pathetic. It's pathetic. This is how WWE runs now. Like, who's the next top name that they're going to let go? Huh? Like, they'll be like, Nick Collin will be like, hey, we should release uh, Charlotte Flair. Like, she's making a lot of money. We could let her go. Like, WWE trends a lot, but it's always in a bad way. It's always in a bad way. It's like, they don't care. Like, they don't even give a shit. And that's a big problem that I have. Why would you let go of Bray Wyatt? And the Wyatt family is no more in WWE. Like, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, he left WWE, went to AEW, had was doing really good until he sadly passed away. Still to this day, I miss him every day. I really do. And I just, every time I watch AEW, I just say, dude, imagine if Brody Lee was still alive and he saw, he saw all of this. Like he gets to see like thousands of people in the fans at other uh, venues. He would have been doing a lot more. Eric Rowan. He's let go. He's a freelancer now. Braun Strowman, I don't know what's next for him. 
Like, and I know people think AEW would be it. I, I don't know if AEW might be his destination. I would be surprised if he if he shows up in AEW. I would be surprised. And you got Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, the last surviving member of the, the Wyatts in WWE, left. They let him go. It's like you're gift-wrapping the talent to another wrestling promotion. Some even threw the idea of... Bray Wyatt and Ring of Honor. Hey, that would be pretty cool. Him and PCO. I think that would be nice. But, again, wherever he goes, I want him to be happy. And show what you've been missing out on. And just stick it to Vince that you fucked up. But will Vince care? Of course not. He's not going to care. He's not going to give a shit. And that's pathetic. That's pathetic. Unacceptable, man. Unacceptable. WWE should be ashamed of themselves for letting go of Bray Wyatt. Hell, he could have had a backstage role to help the dying product. Because he's a creative genius. Like, you thought 2021's year in wrestling was just bizarre. Daniel Bryan going to AEW, signing reportedly to AEW. Because he wants to have a lesser schedule. He wants to work matches in Japan. He had a better deal offer than WWE. CM Punk. Now, I don't know if CM Punk's going to move the needle. Like, I'm just saying. I don't know if he's going to move the needle. But he's just... I don't know. I just don't know. And we'll, we'll discuss Adam Cole. My take on that. Because I know his contract is coming up. I don't want to go into details in this bonus. I want to save it for uh, episode 128 of the podcast. But my final take on this, WWE, they screw the pooch. They should be embarrassed that they let go of Bray Wyatt. And, like, again, they should be ashamed of themselves. And the TV networks have every right to be upset with them. But will Vince care? No, he won't. Like, he won't. Nick Khan is an asshole. Like, nobody... Like, I, I said it best. Point the blame at Vince and Creative for not having anything for Bray Wyatt. That's my take on all of this. And it's sad that he was supposed to come back this month and they just dropped the ball with it. They, they fucked up. They fucked up. Anyway, that's that's your little bonus, guys. I'm getting the heck out of here. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thought I want to do something extra for you guys. And talk about Bray Wyatt because that's been on my mind. So make sure you guys follow me on twi- Twitter, Shino D Phoenix. Make sure you like the Facebook page, No One's Ready for Wrestling. Follow me on Instagram, Cool Man Sip. And uh, follow me on Twitch, Shino Phoenix. And I will see you guys next time for episode 128 of No One's Ready for Wrestling. Take care. Be safe. Support wrestling as much as you can. And this Phoenix flies off. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace out.